0: congregation not so long ago we have been allowed to meditate on the vegetal kingdom in the Bible we have had much delight in it and seen what the Lord has given in the kingdom of nature how he shows his omnipotence and his wisdom in that but at the same time also the spiritual lessons that can be learned from it. And that is why we have decided to continue preaching about the vegetal kingdom of the Bible. To look together at the realm of nature and whatever spiritual lessons lie in it. We want to do that this morning using James 1 where it also talks about the flower falling off. The text words for that you can find in James 1, the 10th verse, the second part. James 1, verse 10b, where we read, For he shall pass away like the flower of the grass, to the extent that. Congregation, we write under the text words, the flower that passes by. And we want, with God's help, to direct your attention to three thoughts. In the first thought, it shows God's omnipotence. Which flower is that? What does that flower show? And what do we see in the growing up of those flowers? In our second thought it shows our impermanence or our dependings because that flower will perish and in the third thought it also shows the future because then there is also a future for God's children. So the flower that passes shows that passes shows God's omnipotence our impermanence or dependings and in the third thought the future. So this morning, brethren, boys and girls, it's about the flower of the grass. We also read of that flower in Psalm 103 and in Psalm 281 we sang together this morning. And maybe when you came to the church and sold the shelter on the board, you thought that someone had died. For then we sing it together, and we sing it together in Holland from Psalter 103, as the grass is the short life of all of us, as a flower that so proudly lifted up of the field can show of graceful but it's weak and delicate And when the wind blows over the land, a stem snaps and a beauty is lost. We also read about this in Isaiah 40, when Isaiah says, What shall I call? And then that answer sounds, The grass withers, the flower fades, When the Spirit of the Lord blows upon it, Verily the people are grass." The grass withers, the flower fades by the word of our God and yours forever. And what is actually meant by that flower? Is that perhaps a lily? Or perhaps such a beautiful rose? Or another flower? Now, brethren, often in the Bible, in God's word, flowers mean the field flowers which can bloom so richly in the spring in the land of promise, so all kinds of different kinds of flowers. But very probably, in these places that I mentioned, to you the puppy is meant, And I'll explain why. I think most of us know that puppy, right? It's a young crop with blue, green leaves. She grows about 50 centimeters high and on each stem she has a flower, usually bright red in color, but sometimes also pink and sometimes even yellow. And all those flowers then contain four egg-shaped leaves which look a bit crumpled at first and at the foot they are black-spotted. In the evening, the flowers close. In the early morning, they open again. And after pollination, most flowers fall off immediately. So that all those flowers of the puppy only bloom for maximum or two or three days. And look, that is also the reason that the flower of this puppy or of this puppy is most likely meant in the say text. Because a beauty fades so quickly, and the life of these flowers is so short, two or three days, and the fruit of this puppy that forms after the flower, I think you know it too. That is an egg-shaped fruit, a capsule with small holes at the top. Where all those little holes point to the statements that were on the flowers. And those fruits contain the seed that can be kept for years. And for them, there is the puppy somnifera, so we said in Latin, also called the puppy bulb, when then supplies that blue poppy seed, which you also find on the bread that we are allowed to eat. And in addition, opium is also extracted from these seed fruits. If then, those fruits are cut open and the juice is collected. Now, brethren, those flowers, those poppy flowers, those puppies, which can then show off so very gracefully with those bright red colors and that black bottom in the flower... They are most likely mint here, and they grow in Israel, but also in the Netherlands and in Canada, on the side of the road, or just in the middle of the wheat fields. And what a beautiful sight that is when they bloom. And if you then may look at the kingdom of nature, how the Lord has created all that how it can just grow from the seed and can grow and bloom, and that fruits may then be formed. Oh, how wonderful everything grows and blooms. And brethren, it is great if you, you and I too, if we may have an eye for that. If we then see in the midst of the broken creation in which we humans live and where more and more of creation is being destroyed. If you can still look at the riches of the nature, at God's omnipotence, at his wonderful works, how he still maintains everything, how the Lord reveals his wisdom and shows his omnipotence, Have you ever looked at that? Are you just passing by? Congregation, David, the man after God's own heart, knows something about it. When he cries out in Psalm 8, O Lord, our Lord, how glorious is thy name in all the earth if he then looks at the kingdom of nature and at the sun, the moon, and the stars, which God has created. And the poet of Psalm 103, and Isaiah also had an eye for this, but also Peter in 1 Peter. And here James, who has had an eye for it, when he writes about that rich man who just passes by like a flower of the field. And brethren, they all cry, them, Selmist, Isaiah, Peter, James. Oh, now look at all those flowers. Oh, Lord, how mighty you are and how great you are. And oh, then who made these things? then you can no longer believe in evolution. And you know, brethren, just as the Lord has now made all things created, all things and made all things unfold. Oh, so he does the same now in the recreation. And brethren, this is a more wonderful work where dead sinners are called to life and then allowed to grow up and flourish in God's time. If that water of God's Spirit may begin to moisten their hearts, if they might bloom there, and then if they might start to spread the fragrance of Christ, if there may be found fruits in their lives worthy of repentance. O brethren, but those living in the recreation, unlike all those flowers of nature, which will all perish again, they will continue to exist for eternity. Do you know why? Because they are quickened by that plant of name, our Lord Jesus Christ. And, brethren, James. Stands there in the midst of that world, in the midst of that broken creation, he marvels at that realm of nature. He sees those beautiful flowers blooming there, and at the same time that depraved man. And as the Lord created it, those people must be crea- recreated an eye for creation and for recreation. And he knows of that recreating work in his own life. He has learned to see God's omnipotence and his wisdom in nature. But he also sees in those flowers of that field congregation the transients of us people. Because... Then he stands there, and then he sees those flowers that wither and those flowers that just perish. Yes, when the wind has passed over it, its stem snaps and its beauty is lost. Yes, they do proclaim God's omnipotence and God's glory and God's wisdom, but at the same time also Proclaim our transience. So our second thought, the depending, because, brethren, men, you, you and I, we will all pass by like a flower of the grass. We read, we read. And then it says in verse 11, For the sun has risen with the heat and has dried up the grass, And its flowers has faded, and the beautiful appearance of its face has perished, so also the rich shall wither in this race. And we see it happening right before our very eyes. The seed falls into the earth by the sowing hand of the husbandman, or by the scattering of birds, or by the wind. The heavenly husbandman makes it germinate. He gives rain and sunshine for for this purpose. A municipality, then a plant may grow there, and it will bloom beautiful, and it will form its fruits. But just like that, they wither from the sun and its heat. Brother, they wither and die. And James, he see it happen. And so it is no with rich men, says James. He will pass like a flower of the grass. And brother, it is also sounds this morning, our life is like a flower of the grass. And it will pass just like that. Our life is a hand's breath. Death beckons every hour. Sometimes just two, three days, and then there is the end of our lives. Who is James James really? Almost certainly brethren, he was the youngest brother of the Lord Jesus. So also a son of Joseph and Mary. Yes, he is a servant of God, it says, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. A servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. For example, just as Moses and David were servants of Christ, James is too. You should think about that, brethren. What that is? A servant. The original word actually says a slave, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not nothing. Yes, he has come to know God and Christ in his life. Yes, his brother, his natural brother then, as the Son of God, as the Lord Jesus Christ who came to save sinners, to quicken those flowers of the field before they fall by word of spirit. And so James sees it all happening before his fiery, fiery, fiery eyes. Oh yes, he was dead, but he lives forever and ever. And he has stopped them, and he is convinced of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And the Holy Spirit has made room in his heart for that plant of name. And then the Lord's congregation called him to proclaim the words of God and to be a servant of the Lord and a servant of the Lord Jesus. And he speaks at the behest of God, Those are not self-chosen words. And then he writes to the 12 tribes that are scattered. Imagine 3 says, Jews were were divided into 12 tribes or families. We should think of the Christians of Jewish descent who therefore come from those 12 tribes. And brethren... Then you should hear what James says in the second verse. Count it great joy, my brethren, when you fall into diverse temptations. And that little word, temptations, in the original language, can mean both temptation and trial. And the side note says, those are the tribulations. Congregation. So trials are always in the lives of God's sensory children. And those trials that always exist in the lives in the lives of God's children can also be very different. An example. Now think of Abraham, for instance, where he was called as a trial. To offer up his son Isaac. And where he bound his son upon that altar. Or do you think of Job. Who lost everything. His children. His cattle. Congregation. These are of those trials. That are always there in the lives of God's children. That always come unasked and that always come unwillingly yes actually no one is waiting for that at all and yet james says children of god take them for great joy yes you can say that james but who can Now we can take the many trials and the tribulations for great joy. Who is waiting for that now? Who wants to be oppressed then? No anyway, one anyway. And yet, says James, yeah, esteem that great joy. You must be happy with it. It's really only a very good sign of you are being tried and afflicted. For the Lord cast in those whom he loves. And hasn't the Lord himself already said it in Matthew 5? Blessed are you when men revile and persecute you and speak all evil against you livingly for my sake. Do you understand that, boys and girls, that God's children should rejoice in trials, in tribulations? But why should they be happy about it? Now, that's what verse 3 says. Knowing that the trial of your faith worketh patience. James actually says, children of God... You know that too, the trials that the Lord gives are a means of testing faith. The genuineness of faith is tested by temptation. And do you know what effect that has, municipality? That works out of patience. And so don't confuse that with passiveness. But patience, that means with perseverance. Perseverance. So through the trials and tribulations God's children grow, they grow in perseverance. And note 11 also says, Because God by his Spirit so enlightens the minds of believers, that they may understand that by them he will try and make known their faith. And thereby prepare them for eternal joy. And therefore count it great joy, says James, when it comes, children of God. Do the children of God understand that then, brethren, when they are afflicted, when there are trials, when everything falls back on the sieve, and when they can see nothing of it again and believe nothing of it And then when they look to the sin and to the iniquities of life, no, no congregation then God's children often do not understand that at all. And then they are sometimes tossed back and forth in that disbelief like a wave of the sea. And then they sometimes ask themselves, Lord, why? Why are you going this way with me now? And Lord, why must that road to be so deep now, Lord? I imagine it it so differently. Lord, could it all be true? And then it can all swing back and forth like that. Everything can get so dark. Has the Lord begun? Or have I now begun myself? Congregation, then they often feel so duplicitous with verse 8. The original word says, so double, too sold. The marginal note says, a man who has divided his soul or heart equally as in two between God and his lusts. And that is the life of God's children. On the one hand, there are the lusts of the flesh and the lusts of the world. And on the other side, brethren, there is that desire to serve God and to praise him and to allow to praise him. And as Paul also said, For the good that I will, I do not do, but the evil that I will not that I do, I miserable human being. Do you know that? Is it also your life that you may say, yes, I may well know of that recreating work of grace. I may know how the Lord has sown that seed of the gospel in my heart. And yes, how there has Come something of that blooming in grace and something of that knowing of Christ. And, oh, I dare not say in myself but to spread that fragrance of Christ. But then came the trials again, and then came the tribulations again, and then the road turned so different than expected. And then I should say, Lord, do you know about me? And... Is it all true, Lord? And then in faith, nay, in unbelief you were so touched to and fro. Yes, then James says to the Lord this morning, If then you lack wisdom in these heavenly things, because that's what they are, and you don't see what they are for. In other words, if you have to go down such deep roads, and then you don't understand anything at all. Read along in verse 5. Oh that you then would ask wisdom of God, who gives to everything liberally and upbraids not, and it shall be given to him. But let him desire them in faith, not wavering, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind, and tossed and tossed. For let not that man suppose that he shall receive anything from the Lord. And who else should you expect it from? In other words, brethren, James says, trust in the Lord and in his strength, and he will strengthen your heart. Pray, and it will be given to you and that you will covet them in faith. That is, to be heard with firm confidence. And then in verse 9 he says, The brother who is humble, you may also read for that, the brother who is afflicted is trite, glory in his majesty. So let him who is trite glory in his interest in Christ, Do you see that he returns, as it were, to verse 2? Count it great joy, my brethren, when I fall into diverse temptations. How is that in the world, Church? Young people, what is it like in the world? It's often the other way around. Oh there the humble and the oppressed do not glory in their haughtiness, but there the rich glory in their majesty, and they so often excel themselves above the humble, but such a boasting is evil, say James in chapter four, verse sixteen. Now brethren, that's James now. Do you see him standing there? Yes, he is connected to that realm of nature. He sees how the Lord has created it all. He sees the flower of the field there. He sees that beautiful puppy blooming there with those bright red flowers. And at the same time, souls on their way and journey To eternity. And he really means it very well as a servant of God and as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he has all those poor souls in view on their way and journey to that great encounter with God. And then he sees in the midst of that broken creation that danger of that rich, haughty man. On the one hand, he sees that rich man. On the other hand, he sees those beautiful puppies, those puppies standing in the middle of the grass, standing proudly with those beautiful bright red flowers. But where those flowers can just fall off in two or three days, wither, wither, die, and where nothing remains. And wherever that witch, as that flower will pass. Yes, then that rich man stands there on a high level and shows off very gracefully. But the end is al- re- already near. Our oh, little while and the withers and all oh, little while and she falls off and she disappears and she must die. And brethren, So it's this morning, as a servant of God, incomprehensible miracle, and of the Lord Jesus Christ, may and must I also tell you that those flowers, those members of the church, will one day fall away and die and have to meet God. And brethren, You know how that goes. For the sun and the fair appearance of this, its face has perished. So also rich one will wither. O those who are busy accumulating earthly goods and seeking riches in thee here and now and care not for eternity. And brethren, they are there. They will also perish like a flower. Yes, they might show off gracefully, and they may well be standing there in the power of life, but they are weak and delicate as the puppy flower when the sun has risen with the heat, when the wind just lets itself be heard over the land, When tribulations come, a beauty perishes. Then that flower falls off and nothing, nothing remains. Doesn't it say in God's word that a rich will hardly enter the kingdom of God? And aren't we all incredible rich in ourselves? Brethren, Are we not all of those haughty people who boast in their haughtiness or who are naturally so fortunate with ourselves and who care not for eternity? Oh, that is the first and greatest sin of us humans. We are actually all like that rich fool from the parable of whom the Lord Jesus must say, Thou fool. In his night, your soul will be required of you. You guys and girls know how that is. Surely you know that the wealth of the world is perishing. Surely you know that there is nothing left, nothing at all what we humans accumulate in treasures on earth. O oh, God's Word also warns, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break through and steal. Do you know when you are really rich children, really rich young people? If you may serve the Lord. When you have come, to know the Lord in your life, and that he is Savior. And do you know how you become so rich? Well, then you must become rich in God. And do you know how to become rich in God? Then you first have to be made poor from rich. Of proud people you must be made humble. Then you must get into humility. And yes, that's true. Then there will also be all kinds of tribulations. Do you know what happens then, Church? Now, then the Holy Spirit shows you on your transience that your life is like a flower of the field that can just fall off, just perish. And that it can suddenly become eternity. And then you cannot exist before God. That you cannot meet God. And then that multitude multitude of sins uh, will hover before your eyes, which have greatly offended God, or through which you have strayed from the track of salvation. And then... You can with it just like that, just like that puppy. But that it can't. And that you must say it Lord, now I must die. Now I must meet you. And my heart is so black and my life is so sinful. Lord, how is it all? And then the Lord is going to make a man poor. Then those poor in spirit who are going to to get to know themselves, congregation, will no longer be like that flower that then looks up so richly and that stands there so proudly on the field. No, and then it looks like those withered flowers that becomes so withdrawn into themselves, and that have to fear that they will have to meet God at any moment. Then they are knocked down from their thrones and humbled. Now, may I just ask that church this morning, all the flowers of the field that will fall, that all have to die. Has that ever happened in your life? that you became aware that at any moment you can suddenly be snatched from life and stand before God? Have you seen that? You are as angry and as transient as that flower of the field, and that with all your sins of deed, omission, original sin, sin of thought, word and deed, you can no longer exist before God and then that knowing how to proceed has that ever happened has that ever happened how do you know that flower falls off and brethren it is really true what James says or do you not believe it well then look around you again today How many people have fallen off like a flower in the field of the grass in Corona time? More than 600,000 people who just had died to die all at once and meet God. How many people have suddenly been snatched from life in the midst of all the noise of the world? So as we heard this morning, a girl from 23 years old, she has died. And what do we do? What do you think how many people die of hunger? People who are just snatched away from church, from life, during a holiday swimming in the sea. And you name it all. And what do we do? We put death before us. Yes, we humans, we rush through life, and we are just chasing after the riches of the world. We are so foolish that we cling to the trenches of life and care not for eternity. Thou fool! Congregation, please don't push death away. Look, young people, at that young man who just droned on that ship. Who had thought it? Look at that young man who received such a very bad message, where treatment still takes place, but where doctors no longer know how to do it. Then look at that young man in the congregation, in the other congregation, 23 years old, a brain tumor, but he may know that he is in Christ. Oh, brethren, let's postpone death and look at those three members in our beloved congregation who died in one week just before the holiday and had to be buried. And just as we recently stood at the grave again, well, maybe you are saying, men, don't be so gloomy. Things are going so well in my family, and it's going so well at my job, and I finally feel alive again. Does it all have to be like this? It just makes me so restless. Oh, we are still in good health, and we hope to have a long, happy life, and we can also enjoy life, right? Then you don't have to think about things like that so much, do you? And then slide it out in front of you. Yes, brethren, of course, you can enjoy life. But how do we do that? And where do we set our hearts? And it also... And is it also in that deep dependence? And we also hope that you may live happily every ever after, but then we have to be very honest. We do not know, we don't know, brethren, who might be there this week. Yes, you don't believe that, do you? But who may yet be buried this week? Maybe you do. Maybe you do, maybe I do. Repair your house, for you two will die one day, and after that the judgment. You too will pass like a flower of the grass. And then? How is it then? Do you then know anything of sin and cursing? Do you know anything, brethren, of that plant of name, our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave his life unto the death of the cross. Oh, yes, brethren, and then don't wait until your deathbed. No, seek the Lord in your healthy days. Ere the evil days come and you be no more. Because then... Yes, only then there is a future. Then there is a very great and a happy future for the people of God. And brethren, that is now available in the chief of sinners. And that is what it will be about in our first life that we live in eternal light, that we see that we can just fall like a flower from the field, that we are perishable that we must meet God, but that that is also possible in that plant of name, Christ Jesus the Lord. Then you are the happiest person on earth. Yes, then are tribulations, that's true. Then there are trials in the lives of God's children. And then there is that battle being fought. But brethren, the end of that road is good because then they may always be eternally with the lord we are going to pay attention to it in our third fold the flower that passes shows god's omnipotence shows our impermanence or dependings and shows the future and congregation james very probably the youngest brother of the Lord Jesus, has got an eye for the kingdom of nature. But he also looks to the souls and trusts it to his care. And then he stands there, as it were, in the middle of that field with those puppies. With those puppies which are showing off so gracefully but where he must say they are weak and tender, two or three days, then they bloom, and then her stem snaps, A beauty is lost. And then he sees that rich man standing there who has been so fortunate with himself who is boasting in his highness. And then he must say, Yes, but people, you too, will die like a flower in the grass. And it could suddenly be the end. In this way, we all congregation, even today, will drop off like a flower. Everyone must die, sooner or later. But does eternal death await, or does eternal life await? Have we loved God in our lives? Or have we remained lovers of ourselves? Do you then know anything of those trials, of that life of God's children, of those tribulations of being tossed to and fro, and that war which is against one's own flesh, against Satan, against the world and its lusts? Or not? Our verse 12 then says, Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he shall have been tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And in a nutshell, the marginal note says, Those who endure the trials and Persever in the faith shall receive eternal life with which they will be glorified as with a crown after the battle. And so it is also in Revelation two John is there on Patmos. And then there appears the first and the last. Then Christ appears there who is dead, but who lives forever and ever And who says it? And what a wonderful church, if it may be said, Children of God, I know thy affliction, and thy poverty, and thy affliction, but thou art rich. Thou shalt have tribulation ten days, be faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Oh, that crown is taken as an example of those who compete uh, for a prize or run, as we have been thinking the other day from Hebrew 12. Remember, running the race. And where at the end of that career the laurel, Wrath, is ready for those who love God for the winner. And brethren, now we all pass like a flower in the grass that's in the midst of this world. We must all die. And may I now very honestly ask that question this morning. Is that crown ready for us? For they shall receive that crown. May we then know that after death, life, Eternal life is prepared for us. Oh, you say, but could that possible for me now? Would that also work for me? I've actually al- always lived as I had a permanent city here, and I've really al- always lived as if I were that proud flower that stood there looking up so proudly. And never really cared about death and never cared about eternity and never cared about the great meeting of God that's coming. And I've just run like that into eternity and wronged God supremely and grieved him every time with all my sins in my life. Yes, I did think I would always bloom and never lose white. You know, I didn't earn a crown all at all. No, I am worthy that the Lord should pass over me forever. Would the Lord still care for me? Would he then give me that crown of life that would be so undeserved? Is that your life? brethren? then we must say, and that's true, And so, too, all of God's children learn that they are unworthy, that they deserve death, that death beckons every hour, and that it's just for the Lord to put them away forever, that their flower will fall just like that, and it will be forever too late. Congregation, that's what God's children have learned who have seen that they have greatly offended the Lord and have gone astray from the path of salvation. And that is also a people who know about those tribulations, who know about those trials, which are sometimes tossed about like a wave of the sea. Is it true now? Isn't it true now? I do know where the Lord has spoken. And I know well how it's pleasured the Lord to reveal his Son in me. And I have learned that treasures of life in my life. But you know, that was then. And now I can't reach it. And now I have to put death next to, that, to it. And has it all been true in my life? Oh, then there will be those storms winds over that life. And then it can storm inside, children of God, isn't it true? And then you see yourself as a half-withered flower which can fall off from one moment to the next. And then they pray with Psalm 39, Lord, teach me how transient I am. My life is also a hand's breath. And death beckons every hour. Heal me. Save my life. Do you know what is such a miracle, brethren? Those poor warriors, those people who are allowed to endure the tribulations and trials, and who have learned that in their lives that crown is now ready for those people, they may soon receive that crown. No, no not by merit, only by grace, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, because he wanted to look down on me, because he has had thoughts of peace from eternity. He has carried me in his heart from eternity. O marvel of grace! O what a wonderful church! Do you know how? Because there was one who was persecuted and afflicted, was tempted of the devil, but who was tempted? Because there is one who has borne that crown of thorns, who was borne the cross of all those oppressed and tried and despised the shame. Yea, he who humbled himself unto death and loved himself unto death unto the death of the cross. And he was rich, and he couldn't just stay in, he- in heaven, but he wanted to become poor, to fill the poor with goods. Oh, he has that rich, bright flower of the Song of Songs congregation, that rose of Sharon, who liveth forever and ever, whom life is to be had for the chief of sinners, and he lives And he continues to become church gathering. He is that apple tree among the trees of the forest. And in his human nature, he passed like a flower. But he shall load up death, and he rose again congregation. It is given as a plant of name to give life to dead sinners. And in him alone is that eternal life to be found. And brethren, that is now that great, that greatest gift of God coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning, our congregation, wouldn't you like to him then? If you see it then, look around again. Take a look in the ream of nature of those flowers that all perish again and where nothing remains of their beauty. You too will have to perish like a flower, have to meet God. Do you know him? Have you since already been made known to you? Has room been made for that plant of name? Can you know him? yes he being revealed to you because then alone then you can and that's what those withered flowers look like now congregation i would so much like to bind it to your heart young people it really appeals to me when young people have to die so suddenly so we have heard. I'm so dreading it if I have so escort one of you to the grave. And then, not knowing what's like on the road of journey, repent, repent. For why wilt thou die? Then seek the Lord while he may be found. We all pass like a flower. We have two, three days to live on earth. Yes, and it can all look so beautiful. But the sun rises with its heat. And tribulations and persecutions come. And then, oh, what happens then? Does it bring us closer to the Lord? Or does it drive us farther from him? Oh, so shall the rich wither in this ways. Brethren, it is such a poignant thought. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Take one more look at that poppy which shows off so gracefully. Just a little while and she will perish, she will wither, she will die. And you too. And then, too late? And then, forever too late, shall we then but pray that the Lord would now open those blind souls' eyes, or that he would now look in favor and in mercy on the church, on your on your and my life, or that we would learn to pray for that recreating work, to become from dead sinners to those living people, to learn to see our transients. And brethren, then the crown of life is ready. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. For when he shall have been tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And it is now those people, congregation, They grow, they go through life with trials and tribulations. And they have the battle to fight, but there is one, one who has fought for them. And if and I may fall upon that again, oh may they come after him, looking to that chief author and finisher of faith, in Jesus then may know it's good, and however, it will fail. But hope steadily in his goodness. Amen.